Good morning, good morning, good morning, everyone. This is Arthur Pearly Martin. It's early a.m., December 1st, 2022. Thank you guys for dropping in again this day. We want to, I'm dropping in today because I want to talk about the red flags. Can you recognize? We're going to talk about one of the red flags that are the that, that hides deep deep inside and sometimes it's really hard to recognize right but we're going to dig in deep and we're going to talk about the this one red flag that controls every area of our lives knowingly or unknowingly we all deal with it at some part or place or point in our lives but we're going to pray first thank you for joining in again this is Arthur Pearly Martin biblical principles for inner healing Father God, we just come before you today, this day, giving you honor, thanks, and praise. And Father God, I ask that as I open my mouth, that you will speak through these lips of clay. Father God, I thank you for giving us a rhema word, Father, life-changing word, Father God, that you would open our ears to hear and open our heart to receive the engrafted word of God, Father God, so that we would not just be doers of your word, but we ask for wisdom so you can show us how to not just be hearers, but doers of your word also. And Father God, we give you the glory, we give you the honor, and we give you all the praises in Jesus' name. Amen. You guys, please remember to subscribe to my channel. Um, but we're getting ready to get into it right now. Um, we're going to talk about the red flags. What is this? We're going to talk about this one red flag. And that red flag is called pride. <laughs> A lot of us, um, when we finish this uh, series here, we know that there's no condemnation, right? This is a teachable moment, so we can repent of anything that's in us that's not like him. How many of you know that truth lovers love the truth? And Jesus told his disciples in um, 1 John, John 8, 32, if you continue my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. So what is it that God's truth set us free from? God's truth set us free from a devil's lie. So if you want to be delivered from the devil's lies, we got to find out what God's truth says about those lies, those things that we're believing that's contrary to him, right? Every area in our lives where there's an addiction, a stronghold, or a bondage is an area in our lives that's attached to a devil's lie. Okay, so today we're going to get free. This is called Biblical Principles for Your Inner Healing, okay? We're going to let the word of God, Jesus said that we're clean through the word, right? And that his truth sanctifies us, it sets us apart. So we're going to start um, the first warning sign of of, um, of pride that we're dealing with some type of pride is unforgiveness. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Unforgiveness is definitely um, a red flag. And you say, bro, how is unforgiveness... Uh, connected to pride because when we refuse to forgive others it causes us to look down on others and it causes us to sit in the seat of self-righteousness which is another red flag right because the thing about unforgiveness is it causes you to forget what you have done and only to be able to judge others based upon what they have done and so one of the things I like to ask people who are stuck or struggle with unforgiveness is 
If you cannot forgive them for what they said or did to you, can you at least forgive them for being imperfect, just like you? How many of you know Jesus said if we don't forgive, then he won't forgive, right? So unforgiveness is a sign of pride. And when we um, refuse to do what God say, we do what we want to do, right? You know, the Bible tells us that God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Um, Proverbs says, lean not to your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge God, and he will direct your path. Depart from evil, be not wise in your own eyes, and depart from evil. Because when we're being wise in our own eyes, we're saying, God, I know what you said, but I got this. I got this. And when we um, don't do what God say, we do what we want to. So God says that we must forgive. Right. So when God tells me in his word that if we don't forgive others, he won't forgive us. And I say, and but yet and still I go around with unforgiveness in my heart. I am resisting God. You guys go back and listen to my podcast. Is God resisting you? Is God resisting you? You say, bro, what do you mean by that? Well, he said he resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. And so being proud of your achievements, um, That's connected to pride. Be careful with that. Proverbs says, let the mouths of others praise you and not that of your own. Okay. Um, What is it we have that we did not receive? Because every good and perfect gift comes down from the Father above, right? You know, it's in him and because of him that we even live, move, and have our being. And we can only do all things because of Christ who strengthens us. So what is it we have that we did not receive? This is what I'm trying to figure out here. Um, The very breath that we breathe comes from him. The very strength that we have to move our limbs. It wasn't until he breathed into man that he became a living soul. So what is it? To God belongs all glory, all honor, and all praise. Um, We're here to establish the kingdom of God. Our goal is God and and, and as ambassadors of Christ and ministers of reconciliators. I'm here to help establish the kingdom of God on earth. All right? So that's what we want to do. It's it all glory, all honor, and all praise go to the Lord, our Heavenly Father. Um, let the mouths of others praise you and not your own, because that keeps you from being boastful and prideful. And I'm not talking about false humility. What is false humility? False humility is when we don't agree with what God say. You know, he said that we're heirs and joint heirs in Christ Jesus. You know, we're sitting together with him in heavenly places. As he is, so are we on this earth. Can you see that? Okay. Okay, so um, true humility is really walking in obedience to God's word. Because to love, you have to love God to obey God. Jesus said, why do you say, if you love me, keep my commands, right? He said, why do you call me Lord and don't do what I say? Because when we make Jesus Christ our Lord, what we're saying is you can tell me what to do, right? Your word is my command. So that's gone down. So we say pride, unforgiveness is the first one, is one of the one red flags that we have pride in our heart, right? Unforgiveness. You remember the story of the unmerciful servant who refused to forgive the person who, who owed him a debt after God had forgiven him? This is what happens. When we refuse to forgive others, we forget about the fact that God has forgiven us. But when we refuse to forgive others, God said, I won't forgive you. So just think about that. Who are we? Unforgiveness sets us up on the the high pedestal. 
It sets us up high and causes us to look down low because we have forgot. No, they might didn't do what you did or they might didn't say what you said, but you've done some things and you said some things, and if it, but, but not for the grace of God, you too. You see what I'm saying? So we do what the Word of God say because this is what God tells us to do because we love Him. Our obedience to God comes out of our love for God. So sometimes when we're having a problem being obedient to God, and then to hate evil. When we hate evil, the fear of the Lord is to hate evil. You know, the more we learn to love God and the more we learn to reverence God, we'll begin to hate evil. And the more we begin to hate evil, the less we'll begin to yield to evil. Okay? But um, obedience to God comes out of our love for God. If you love me, Jesus said, then obey me. So um, what we have to do here is just work on our love relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, right? It's not me trying to do, oh, I'm going to try to do it. You're not putting yourself under the law. It comes, see, because when you love someone, you want to please them, and it's easy. When you love someone, you want to please them. So if you're having trouble being obedient to Jesus, it may be, well, we just need to spend more time um, getting to know him, spend time in his word, spend time in worship, spend time in prayer, spend, you know, just some intimate, quiet time. Shut everything down, shut YouTube down, shut the TV down, shut the radio off, and you and him just get there and get in the word, get in prayer, and just spend some time with him, okay, some quiet time with the Lord. Okay, and um, we hit on this earlier that self-righteousness is a red flag of pride being present in our lives, in our heart, right? Self-righteousness. It's, um, when we compare ourselves and to ourselves, the Bible tells us it's not wise because when we start comparing ourselves, let's not think more highly of ourselves than we ought to. Comparing ourselves unto ourselves. You, you remember the two servants that were praying and one of them was like, oh Lord, have mercy, forgive me. And the other one was over there saying, I'm glad I'm not like him. Well, the one who was talking about, I'm glad I'm not like him, that's the self-righteous one. And that's the one that's filled with pride because pride blinds us. It blinds us spiritually. It keeps us from being able to see ourselves. And I'm not talking about condemnation. I'm just talking about being... Um, being humble before the Lord and realizing and understanding the Father, it all goes back to you because without you, I can't live, I can't move, I can't breathe, I can't, I can't do anything. I don't have, without you, I have no life. Without you, Lord, there is no me. Because before the foundations of the world, Lord, you knew me. You're the one who knitted me together in my mother's womb. I'm here. We're here because it was God's idea. So everything goes back to him. Keeping Christ as the head, giving God the praise, having no confidence in our own ability, but understanding that the only reason we're smart is because of God. Giving him thanks, honor, glory, and praise for the sound mind that he has given us. Self-exaltation. Oh, Lord, I hate this. It just causes me to cringe inside when people begin to brag and boast. Um, pride, you know, it was pride that got the devil thrown out of heaven. Of Lucifer cast out of heaven into the earth. He began to, he wanted to be like God. He became um, self-conceited. I will exalt myself, he said. Self, be, be careful of self-exaltation. 
when we want people to think highly of us because of what we do or what we have or the clothes that we wear or the title that we carry. Come on now. Um, that's self-exaltation. Um, I, I like to ask the question that um, if what you have and who you are, if what you have and what you do is who you are, who are you when you no longer have what you have and you can no longer do what you do? Who are you? That's my question. And that's like self-exaltation when you get your identity from the people you know, the places you go, the clothes you wear, the money you make. What profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world and when he dies, he loses his soul because he did not accept Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior? Because the truth of the matter is, all these things that we're chasing after, we're not taking any of this stuff with us. It's going to be left behind. So I like to say, why chase after the resources when you can seek first the source? Because every good and perfect gift comes down from God. The Lord Jesus, Jesus tells us to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other things will be added unto us. Because, you know, he clothed the lilies of the field and he feed the birds of the air. And surely we're so much more uh, important in those things, right? So he said, all these things, these natural things, don't you know that the Lord knows that we have need of shelter? We have need of food. He's touched by the feelings of our infirmities. We have not a high priest who cannot identify with us. Jesus Christ can identify with us. You guys go click on that podcast. God can identify with you. He cares about what you care about. That's why he tells us in 1 Peter to cast our cares upon the Lord because he careth. We can't carry it. We're not created to carry it. We were created to praise. We were created to worship. We was created to live worry-free. This is why he keeps telling us, fear not. Fear not. Fear not. I'm with you. Fear not. I got you. Perfect love cast out fear. Having confidence in God's love for us caused fear to have no place in us. Right? Because when I'm convinced of God's love for me, that he has my back, that he has my best interest at heart, what is there to fear when God is here? <laughs> he's omnipotent. He's omnipresent. He's everywhere at the same time. He's all-knowing. He's already in my tomorrow. He's not confined by time. Time was created for us. Right? This is why he's a present help in our time of trouble because he's already in our tomorrow before we get there. So Jesus said, listen here, take no thought for tomorrow because tomorrow has enough worries of its own. I need you to focus on today. What am I telling you to do today? How many of us know that delayed obedience is still disobedient? And that's pride too. We know that disobedience is pride. Disobedience is rebellion, right? And when we rebel against God, when we don't do what he wants, we do what we want, right? There's, you know there's no condemnation in this. This is a teachable moment because we have to know the truth in order to be set free from a lie, right? So truth tellers, truth lovers love the truth. Um, believers believe the word of God and then they act on it. They don't just hear it. We have to uh, act on what we believe because the word of God tells us to be not... Um, just hearers of the word, but be doers only, lest we deceive ourselves. Because um, knowledge buff up. Just because you know something, you, you might have knowledge of something, but if you don't have the wisdom of God to know how to do what you know, 
then all you do is just know some stuff, right? And the word is going to lie dormant. Our faith must be made complete by our works, the word tells us. We have to do what it say in order to see what it say, but we have to believe what it say in order to have faith to do what it say. And then when we do what it say, we'll see what it say, right? <laughs> so be not just hearers of the word, but be doers also. So we don't open ourselves up to that spirit of deception. So I'd like to ask the question, do you know how to do what you know? If not, God tells us to ask for wisdom and he would give it to us at liberty. You know, there's he's not going to rebuke us. There's nothing being embarrassed about. But how many of you know it takes humility to ask anybody for anything? <laughs> Even God. It takes, uh, it's, it's pride in our heart that makes us feel like I don't need God. I got this. And some people won't come to God until they see a need to, for God. You know, the prodigal son had to come to himself. The Bible said when he came to himself, he came to his, hold on, even the servants back at my father's house eat better than this. He came to himself. Father, we just thank you for giving us an awakening moment to help us to realize and understand that we need you daily, every single second, minute, moment, hour of our day. We need you. And, you know, and I like to tell people, you know, we need to be God conscious. Be conscious of God's presence all the time and at all times because he's mindful of us. We're the apple of his eye and God can see what people can't see. He, he, he knows our thoughts. He knows the intents of our heart, right? He knows our motives. So why not just be transparent and honest? Because God knows even if people don't know. And that's the one that we're trying to please. An humble heart is an obedient heart, which is surrendered to God's will. That's what an humble heart is. Jesus said, nevertheless, you know, he said, Father, if there's any way that this cup can pass from me in the Garden of Gethsemane, he said, this cup of suffering can pass, let it pass from me. But nevertheless, nevertheless, Lord, not my will, but let your will be done. I want your will. That's a, that's a heart of humility. Jesus said, I, um, I didn't come to, I only say what I hear my father say. I only do what I see my father do. I must be about my father's business. How many of you know that we have got to be about the father's business? Because when we're not about the father's business, we're about our own business. We have our own agenda. And this is why he tells us, he said, listen here, I need you to lean not to your own understanding. Quit trying to think you got this all figured out. Quit trying to think you know that more than me. You know better than me. God loves us and he has our best interest at heart. So lean not to your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge me. And I, God's promise to us is that when we acknowledge him, that when we get up in the morning, we can pray, Lord, lead me. God needs to direct me. I'm here. I'm acknowledging you. And I'm asking you to lead, guide, and direct my path. I'm yielding my members to you, Father. For you said whoever we yield our members to, that's who we serve it to. I'm up again today, Lord. And I just want what you want. Not my will, Lord. Not my way, Lord. Not my want, Lord. I want what you want. I want what you want. That's a, that's a heart of humility. That's a heart of surrender, right? That's a, heart, that's a humble heart. So um, 
another red flag. So, so far, we, we said our forgiveness is a red flag. We refuse to, to forgive others. We're really, well, we're, we're just not doing what God said. We're saying, I got this. I got this, God. You don't know. You don't understand. Then we got self-exaltation, being boastful and prideful, looking down on others. Um, we have, uh, again, being boastful and bragging, um, having confidence. What causes that? Let's, let's see. What's attached to that? Having confidence in our own arm of flesh. The Word of God tells us not to have confidence in our own. Philippians 3.3 3 said, have no confidence in our own arm of flesh. So, you know, when people are like, well, I don't trust them, and I don't, well, he, he said, don't even have confidence in your own arm of flesh. Don't have confidence in your own ability. It's not by might nor by power, but by his spirit, said the Lord. It's not by your ability. It's not because you're not smart because you got all these college degrees. You're not smart because you have all of this. Um, I'm just a smart person. Well, what makes you smart? Thank God for a sound mind to think straight. Everything comes from God. Every good and perfect gift comes from above. And everything, we have to give God thanks and we have to give God praise. An, an, an unthankful heart is an ungrateful heart. And an ungrateful heart is a prideful heart because we have this sense of entitlement like something or someone knows you. But, you know, it takes humility to say thank you. You have to be a humble person to say thank you. You have to be an humble person to say please. You have to be an humble person to even be kind. <laughs> you have to you have to walk in love to be to walk in humility. Because love is not self-seeking and it don't seek its own way. It's not self-righteous. It's none of those things. Love is kind, love is patient, love is gentle. Love is long-suffering because you know, um, love is God. Love is who God is. And I thank God for being kind to me, for being humble, um, for being patient with me, for being gentle with me, for definitely being long-suffering for me. Um, that song says it best, he waited. Travis Green sings that song, he waited. I am so glad that he waited because I could have laid down any night, 24 years old, when I accepted Jesus Christ. I lived all those years not knowing that I was in need of a Savior. But he waited. I accepted Jesus Christ in my living room at home, watching TV in. I had a God encounter. I like to tell people I had a Damascus Street experience. It was as if I had fallen into his arms because I spent all those years looking for love in all the wrong places and all the wrong people. And when I, when I encountered him, the first thing I said to him, oh my God, you... This is what you've been, what I've been looking for my entire life. It was like my search was over. And now all I wanted to do was to learn about this man, Jesus, who this, you know, who saved me. I mean, why would you, who am I that you would even care? Or, you know, when I didn't know you, I didn't acknowledge you and I denied you. And I did what I wanted to do, but yet because your love was so overwhelming. That's why he said, you know what? It's the goodness of God that draws people to repentance. So let's not be boastful and bragging because the word tells us, Philippians 3, 3, have no confidence in our own arm of flesh. You didn't get that job because you were so smart. You didn't get that job because you were such a good communicator. You didn't get those good grades because you were so smart. 
let's, let's think about it. The reason you were so smart was because God gave you the wisdom. God gave you the knowledge. First of all, God gave you the, a sound mind to be able to even think right. Everything, you see how everything goes back to God. Humility is the key to reaching our God-given destiny. And this is why the devil wants us to preach self, uh, self-esteem, self-love. You know, um, it's not self-esteem, it's God-esteem. Have no confidence in your own arm of flesh. Because when I get to thinking more highly of myself, I, I begin to think that it was because of me. And I forget, no, it was really because of him. There's no buts in God. I, I, you know, it all goes back to him. And some people don't like to hear that because, you know, we want to take some credit for what we do. But at the end of the day, the very breath we breathe comes from him, right? Because So without breath, we couldn't do anything. There would be no life. God breathed into man. He became a living soul. He breathed the Zoe life into him. It, it, the very breath we breathe comes from our Heavenly Father. The strength that we have to move is in him and because of him that we live and move and have our being. So you're only smart because God made you smart because he gave you the wisdom and the knowledge and he gave you a sound mind to think straight, to think right. You know people walk around here out done lost their natural born mind. We need to give God thanks and praise every morning for having a sound mind, for being able to move, breathe. Lord, I'm here to serve you. The Word of God says whoever we yield our members to, that's who we serve it to. If we yield our members to righteousness, to, to say, hey, God, I want to do the right thing, then we serve God. If we yield our members to unrighteousness, then we serve the, we serve the devil. We get to... Uh, we get to uh, we get to choose. We get to choose who we're gonna serve. Who would you serve? Who are you gonna serve? I set before you this day life, death, blessings, and curses. You get to choose. And you know we have a hard time submitting to uh, submitting to authority, submitting to others, submitting to our, our not just the ball, the people in the church house but submitting to our spouses. We're supposed to submit one to another, not just the wife submitting to her husband, but um, we're also in Colossians said we, we're to submit to one another. Children submitting to their parents and honoring their parents, disobedient to their parents. Give honor where honor is due. Um, we're to be clothed with humility. For God, he resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. How do we clothe ourselves in humility? By putting on the mind of Christ and realizing and understanding that I am who God says I am. This is who I am. We have to know our identity in Christ because then that's a, that's a healthy identity. I'm not, t- you know, when we get our identity, like I say, from the things of this world, from what we wear, from the places we go, from the money we have, from the car we drive, from, from the title that we carry, and even in the church house. Be careful with that. I, I, you know, let God announce you. Mm. Matter of fact, Jesus didn't even want the devil to know who he was. The Bible says that if if he if he would have known who Jesus Christ was, he would not have crucified the Son of Glory. <laughs> you know how many of you know that our our action speaks louder than our words. 
our actions speak louder than our words. People will know who you are by how you are. <laughs> Do you have love? Because how many of you know we have to have a we have to have character to go with the call? The call comes from God. The gifts come from God, but we have to be the one to allow the character of Christ to be developed in our life. It's in us. The seed is within itself, and it will produce after its own kind, but we have to water and nurture it and walk in it. We have to walk in love. It's in us. We have to walk in patience. It's in us. We can't be saying things like, well, I'm not a patient person because we're killing our seed. We're, 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 life and death is in the power of the tongue, and we, we'll say that. And, uh, and uh, even unbelievers believe that because they don't want you going around calling their kids stupid, dumb, or ignorant, or they don't want you calling them stupid, dumb, or ignorant. Why is this? Because words have power, right? You can say certain words to people that will inflame them and, want, and they don't want to kill you. People are killing people over words. Words have power. Life and death is in the power of our tongue. So be careful of the words you speak because we're framing our world with our words. How about that? Okay, let's, let's move on. As uh, Colossians 3 and 12 tells us, therefore as God chosen people, holy and dearly beloved, he says, to clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience patience. The posture of humility is, is compassion. Kindness, humility, gentleness. When we refuse to do what God say, we do what we want. I want you guys to remember that. So every time we know that we're doing something Contrary to what God say, I pray the conviction of God. How many of you know that God says he chastised those who he loved? How many of you know that without correction, we open ourselves up to deception? Because I don't know about you, but I, I don't always do everything right. I'm not talking about condemnation. I'm talking about correction. Because those who are without chastisement are none of his. But see, in order to get delivered, we have to go to the root cause. Because the root cause is the real cause. You know, and this is what the Word of God is, the discerner of the thoughts, and it knows the intents of the heart. And God will deal with us from the inside out. And He knows why we're saying what we're saying, and He knows why we're doing what we're doing. He really knows. God really knows. He knows. And if, if God is our goal, and, and, our, and our motive is Jesus, and to lift Christ up, that's the one that we have to be pleasing because if we are a man pleaser, then we're no longer a servant of God. The fear of man, Proverbs tells us, causes a snare, right? It holds us back. It keeps us from being obedient to God because when we are afraid of what people think, fear is a red flag of pride being present in our lives. Did you know that? That fear is attached to pride. Because fear causes you to be more concerned about what people think about you than what God think about you. So now we're a man pleaser instead of a God pleaser. And we're serving of men rather than a servant of God. See, God has to, when he can deliver us from the people, then he can deliver us to the people. For who the son set free really is free indeed in actions and everything. When God delivered you and set you free, the world will lose its hold on you. <laughs> 
your, you know, I tell people all the time, I dance to my own, to the beat of the Holy Spirit. I want to be led by the Holy Spirit. The only way we can, we have to walk in love to be led by God's Spirit. Because we have to love God to obey God. And and if, if I don't love God, then it's going to be hard for me to obey God. And it's going to be hard for me to be led by God. Because when I don't love God, then I, I do what I want to do instead of what he tells me to do. Hold on, you know, there's no condemnation in this. This is a teachable moment because we talked earlier about how we have to develop that love relationship, right? Just spend time with them. Focus on developing that love relationship. It's not about putting yourself under the law. Oh, I'm not going to try to cuss. Oh, I'm, I'm going to try to be more patient. No, that's not what this is about. It's about developing that love relationship. And your love for God is going to automatically cause you to be kind, patient, as we you know, develop that love relationship. Because um, when we begin to love God, then we can love others like God. Right, It's my love relationship with God that causes me to be patient, kind, gentleness, because every good thing comes from God, right? Once again, it all comes from him. We must glorify the name. Jesus said, I didn't, I didn't, uh, Jesus came to glorify the Father. As disciples of Jesus Christ, as ministers or reconciliators, as ambassadors of the Lord Jesus Christ, we have been called, commissioned, commanded, and ordained to lift up the name of Jesus. So, so when Christ is lifted up, it'll draw people to him. It'll draw people to repentance. You know, the day that I got saved, they was lifting up Christ. They wasn't lifting up TBN. They was lifting up Christ. And it drew me to him. It caused me to want to know, who is this man that would die for me? Anger is rooted in pride. I'm not talking about holy anger. I'm not. I'm not talking about um, the, the anger that hates uh, um, evil. How many of you know we're supposed to hate what God hates? Not the people. We're not supposed to hate people, but we're supposed to hate evil. And the reason God hates evil is because it's it's uh, it's of the devil, and it takes us away. It takes us off track. You know, you want when you want the best for your kids. You hate it when they don't do when they do things that's not right. You don't hate them. Why do you hate it when they don't do the right thing? Because you have their best interests at heart and you know that can harm them. You know, one thing the Lord taught me when I was writing this book, Exposing the Devil Devices, you guys pick up this copy. All my books are online at Amazon Books, uh, Pearly Martin Books. Um, is that when God is telling us to do something, we always know, you know, it's not to take away our fun, it's because he's trying to protect us from the evil one, right? Think about it. You guys, hit my podcast, it's called Parental Guidance. It goes into more details on this. But how when you, the reason you're trying to tell your, protect, you know, tell your children the right thing is because you're trying to protect them from the wrong things. Because we understand and know that sin has consequences and our choices have consequences, right? And um, so we're just trying to protect them from things that's going to harm them. So when the Lord is telling us to flee useful lust or uh, our body is his temple, um, whatever is telling us to walk in love, to forgive, whatever it is he's telling us to do, he's telling us to protect us. And when you see him as a loving father, do you know God is your Abba Father? That's another podcast. Go in there and click on that. But as we begin to recognize God as our Abba Father, that we're his child, 
We're his children if we have accepted Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior. I'm praying if you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, that Romans 10 say that we believe that he died and rose and that he is, you know, he is the son of God. We shall be saved, right? We can be saved. We shall be saved. If we, we, it's with our mouth that we confess, but it's with our heart that we believe. Do you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God? Do you believe in his, the resurrection, that he died and he rose, and that God is his Father? If so, um, you shall be saved. Romans 10, 9 and 10. Let's see exactly what it says. Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, If you declare with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it's with your heart that you believe and, and are justified, and it's with your, your mouth that you are saved. Hold on, let's read another version. Romans 10, 9 and 10. One second. It's with the heart that we believe but it's with the mouth that we confess, right? It's with the heart that we believe. Um, let's go to NLT, English Standard Version. I like English Standard. Okay, it says, because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes and is justified, and it's with the mouth one confessed, with, oh, the mouth... It's with the mouth one confesses and is saved. So my prayer to you is that you believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord, that God did raise him from the dead. And begin to tell people that I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that he did die and he did come back to life. He redeemed me from my sins so that I could be born again. Jesus told Nicodemus, Verily, verily, I say unto you, you must be born again. That which is born of the flesh is of the flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. We have to be born again. We have to accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior so his spirit can come and live inside of us. Because we were born in sin, this is why we have to be born again, right? I'm almost ending it here. I'm almost... Uh, Getting ready to end it here. We're talking about the red flags. Can you recognize the pride that is in your life? Fear is attached. Fear is rooted in pride. The fear of man causing us to think more highly of ourselves. I mean, uh, being afraid of what people are going to think about us. Um, you know, I, I like to tell a story of when I was in college and I had to write a paper but if I could have gotten an extra grade if I would be willing to stand up in front of the class to read my own paper now, not somebody else's. I'm talking about my own paper. You know, the world calls it shy, but for real, it's called fear. And we have to deal with the real issues of life head on, and we have to call it what it is. Um, no sugarcoating it. Um, it's called fear. It's not, it's not shy. It's called fear. And um, fear is a spirit. Um, the Word of God tells us, I think it's 2 Timothy 5, 17, that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. So there we hear and understand that fear is a spirit. Anxiety is a spirit. If you look up the word anxiety, fear is going to be one of its meanings. 
Okay, so fear is a spirit. So we need to quit saying things like my anxiety because when we confess it, we possess it, right? What we're saying is my fear, my fears. Um, when I become afraid, it causes me to be nervous. It causes my mind to race. It co- that's a spirit of fear. You can feel it when it comes on you. You can feel the spirit of fear when it tries to coach you or tries to cover you. But God has not given us a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind, right? God has not given us a spirit of fear. If you could see it as a spirit, you'll quit accepting it as being yours. Because how can two walk together except they both agree? So when I walk in agreement with it, when I say that it's mine, when I say my anxiety, what I'm saying is, come on, fear, you can live here. Because when we confess it, we possess it. My high blood pressure, my high cholesterol. How can two walk together except they both agree? You guys listen to that podcast, The Power of Agreement. How can two walk together except they both agree? You cannot walk in agreement with something that you don't agree with, right? You have to walk in agreement. And when you walk in agreement with it, you receive it. When you walk in agreement with it, you receive it. Um... Also, let's let's deal with this. When we exalt our our ways, our thoughts above God's thoughts. You know, Second Corinthians, I think, is ten. It talks about casting down every um, evil imagination, every thought that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. You know. Uh, when my thoughts are not God's thoughts, when my opinions are not God's opinions, when my ways are not God's ways, but yet I'm stuck in my way, I'm stuck doing things my way, saying, God, I don't care what you say, I'm going to do things my way. Have we not become a God unto ourselves when we don't care about what God say? I, I clearly understand what you say here. But I have my, that's, you know, I have people saying, well, mom, mom, that's what you, you know, I, when I talk to certain family members about, you know, their lifestyle, because I raised them, I raised my kids in, in the church and everything. I'm like, now we need to come out and, and, you know, we need to do what the word of God say, do. This is not how, um, this is contrary to what he say. Oh, that's, I, I know that's what you, you, um, that's what y'all believe. No, I believe this because this is what God say. How many of you know that believers believe? The way you could tell that you are a believer is not that you just believe what it say, but when you act on what it says. Because how many of you know the truth of the matter is we act on what we believe to be true. So if I'm not acting on what I say I believe, then I don't really believe it. And that's just that's just a God honest truth. Remember, we're going to go deal with the root cause because the root cause is the real cause. And if we don't get to the root of it, it's going to continue to bear fruit. It's like a tree when you go down and you just cut the limbs off of it. it they're going to grow right back because you didn't deal with the root cause. And the reason we're constantly living in cycles of sin is because we're not dealing with the real issue. We're not dealing with the real issue that's causing us. Um, someone said to me once, I asked them, I said, um, so why do you smoke? And they say, because it calms my nerves. You see, Jesus said, you will know the truth. If you continue my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Well, that's not true. That's the lie that the devil has led them to believe, that smoking that cigarette that's causing you to have cancer that can eventually kill you is helping you. 
You know, Jesus said, be anxious for nothing. Those who keep their minds stayed on me. I will keep you in perfect peace. God is our peace, not nicotine. There's no condemnation. I'm just trying to get us to see, to um, think about our thoughts. Because it's our thought life that's guiding our life. Because our body is going to do what the mind tells it to. In order to change where we at, we have definitely got to change our mindset. Be not conformed, Romans 12 uh, Romans 12, 1 and 2. Be not conformed, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Transformation is going to come as I begin to change my thought life. As we begin to change our thought life, we'll begin to change our everyday life. So the reason we're repeating the same cycles, the reason we're dating, being attracted to the same type of spirits is because we have not renewed our mind. You have to change what you think about it to change how you act about it to change um, your way of living, to change your way of your your daily lifestyle because your body is going to do what your mind tells it to. So let's take time out to do what Romans 12, 1 and 2 says, to be not conformed, but be ye transformed, presenting our body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, and to be not conformed to the world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of our mind. We have got to take time to renew our mind. What does the counsel of God concerning relationships? Life really does come with the manual. It's called the B-I-B-L-E. The Bible is our life manual. Right? Children come with the manual. Marriage comes with the manual. Everything comes with the manual. The Proverbs, the wisdom of God is the word, of, is the a voice of God. If you want to know what the counsel of God is, if you want to know what God thinks about it, see what his words say about it. Because God's words, God and his word is one, right? In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. And the word became flesh. Right. In the beginning, God and his word is one. God is one with his word. So if you want to know, we don't have to be ignorant of the devil devices. What is the counsel of God? What does God think about it? You know, we'll call other people and try to see what they think about it. But we won't take time out to see what God thinks about it. This is why it's so important that we sit not. Blessed is he who sits not in the counsel of the ungodly. Because taking ungodly counsel. And sometimes we won't talk to people who won't tell us the truth because we don't want the truth. We want to talk to somebody that's going to tell us what we want to hear. But Proverbs, I, you know, I tell people this. If all your friends are yes men, then you don't have any real friends. Because faithful are the wounds of a friend. But deceitful is a kiss of an enemy. And anybody who knows me knows that I'm going to tell them the truth. And um, it's not to condemn them. It's not to crush them. It's because I love them. And my heart desire is to see people go from caterpillars to butterflies. I love to see the transforming power of God being manifested throughout the earth, through his people. I mean, I, I say, like, I feel like a cheerleader when people begin to walk in their God-given purpose. When you can see the fruits of the Spirit being manifested in a person's life. When you can see God changing this person. You know, let change begin with you. Quit trying to change everyone around you. Because that's pride too. When you can see stuff wrong with other people, but you can't see wrong, what's wrong with you. Or you like to take it when people bring it to you and deflect it. Try to take it off yourself. Well, everybody's doing it. Or you do it. And, you know, because we don't want to take ownership of it. Because how many of you know we got to confess it? Uh, we have to admit it before we can quit it. 
You know, the Colossians say, confess your own faults one to another so that you can be healed. Because confessing the faults of others ain't going to set you free or to get you delivered. But be, when it's hard for us to take correction, that's pride. You know, all we have to do is say, uh, humility is surrender. Humility is say, God, you're right and I'm wrong. You know, I, I tell people I'm so convinced that my way was the wrong way. I don't want my way anymore. I'm convinced. I am so convinced that my way was the wrong way. And when my thoughts are not God's thoughts, my thoughts are wrong. And when my opinion is not God's opinion, then my opinion is wrong. It's total surrender to the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, not my way, not my will, not my want. But Lord, you know the way in which I should take. Jesus asked the apostles, are you going to leave too? They said, where else is there to go? You have everything I need. Everything that I need, everything we need can be found in a relationship with Jesus Christ. So my word to you is to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be added unto us. And love not the world nor the things of the world. For the love of the world is the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. And when we begin to lust after things of this world, it takes us away from the God, from the Word. When we chase after the W-O-R-L-D, the world, it takes us away from the W-O-R-D, the Word. God says, seek me. Everything that you're looking for is in me. Everything that you need to succeed is in me. I've given you the power to get wealth. You don't have to chase after the wealth. The wisdom to get it is already inside of you. But you have to seek me to find it. Seek me. Keep your eyes and our focus on the Lord Jesus Christ. Because when we, when we take our eyes off Jesus, just like Peter, we too will begin to sink. When we begin to look at what's going on around us, those distractions are here to... Steal the word of God from our heart, the parable of the sower tells us. The cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches, it comes to steal the word. But our heart is good ground. And when we hear the word, we won't just be hearers of the word, but we will be doers of the word and we'll repent of being prideful and we'll stay on guard and we'll think about our thoughts so that the devil will have no access. We will not give place to the devil in our lives through unforgiveness because that is one of the main doors that open us up to pride. Pity, feeling sorry for yourself. That's a red flag because it causes people to look at you. We got Wherever you find the I, me's, and my's, it's attached to pride. Being self-centered causes us not to be Christ-centered. And I like to tell people, look here, it's not about you. What they got going on is not about you. Proverbs says to guard your heart for out of it flows the issues of life. What's coming out of them is what's in them. And and if you want to know what's in your heart, listen to your mouth speak. Listen to your mouth speak. Because Jesus said it's out of the abundance of a man's own heart that his mouth is speaking. Listen, so let's not be haughty. Let's not be boastful. Let's not walk in unforgiveness. Let's, let's not uh, walk in self-righteousness, but God-righteousness. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Let's not 
um, be prideful because pride brings a man low. Right? Pride brings a man low. Romans 12, 16 says, Be of the same mind towards one another. Do not be haughty in mind, but associate with lowly, with the lowly. Do not be wise in your own estimation. Don't, don't be thinking you're better than, don't be thinking that well, they're 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 up here and I'm down, I'm up here and they down here. I don't want to social, socialize with them. No, be of same mind towards one another. Don't be haughty in your mind. Associate with the lowlies, people that have less than you. Maybe, you know. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Philippians 2 and 3 says, Do nothing from selfishness or empty conceit, but with humility of mind, regard one another as more important than yourselves. Mm. Regard one another as more important than yourself. Do nothing from selfishness or empty conceit. In other words, when I'm doing stuff for you, I'm not doing it because I want you to feel like you owe me. Um, I did a podcast uh, video, um, When the Gift is Not Good. When the gift is not good, it has strings attached to it, okay? So don't do stuff expecting, you know, when you start saying stuff like, well, after all I did for you, and, you know, sometimes you have to say those things to people, not for self-exaltation, because sometimes people, it's like people forget. Um, But even then, we really shouldn't be saying it. But do, do nothing from selfish or empty conceit. Let the gift be good. Know that when you do stuff from somebody and your motive is good and your motive is God, you won't feel like they owe you anything in return. You won't even look for them. You got to read what you sow. It may not come back from that same person, but God is going to see that he gives it back to you because he, he, he watches over his word to perform and he cannot tell us a lie. James um, 1 and 9 says, But the brother of humble circumstances is to glory in his high position. James 4 and 10 amplifies says, humble yourself with an attitude of repentance and insufficient in the presence of the Lord. Humble yourself with an attitude of repentance and insufficient, saying, God, you know, I can't live without you. It's because of you that I live, move, and have my being. True humility is walking in obedience to God. True humility is walking in, uh, in the love of God. True humility is a lifestyle of surrender and obedience. Because when I'm humble before the Lord and I'm obedient to the Lord, what I'm saying is, Lord, not my will, but let your will be done. Your way is right. I want what you want. And Father, we come before you. We're getting ready to end it here. Father, we come here before you today, this day, repenting of any prideful things that we may have seen this in our heart, repenting of unforgiveness, repenting of self-righteousness, of, of boasting and bragging, for, um, just repenting, Father God, of thinking more highly of ourselves than we ought to. We repent, Lord, of thinking that people owe us. We repent of pity, of, of feeling sorry for ourselves. We repent, Lord, because we understand it's nothing personal. We understand, Father, we're crucified with Christ, and nevertheless we live, and yet not I, but Christ that liveth in us. And the life we live, we live by faith in what you've already done, Father. Father God, we just thank you that this word will not land on, uh, it's landed on good soil, and it will bring forth a it will bring forth a harvest. It will manifest this world of word of humility, humility 
will manifest in our lives. We will walk in humility. We will be quick to repent. We will be quick to say thank you. Father God, we will be quick to give you praise in everything because a grateful heart is a thankful heart. So we thank you right now, Lord God. We thank you for allowing us to be able to know your truth, for waking us up this morning. Father, we thank you for your strength. We thank you for a mind to think right. We, we're only smart, Father, because you give us the wisdom and knowledge to be smart. There's, what is it we have that we did not receive, Father? Every good and perfect gift comes from you. And so, Father God, we come before you again today, this day, yielding our members to you, Lord God. Said, Lord God, we 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 forgive, we forgive those who have offended, whoever who have offended us, because it wasn't anything about us. It was what was coming out of them. And we ask that you bless those Father that who have tried to curse us, Lord God. And we pray for those who thought they was despitefully using us when we was really doing it for them because that was you was leading us to do it out of the kindness of our heart. Father God, we give you the glory. We give you the honor. We come like we bind every Leviathan spirit in the name of Jesus. We call it down. We cast it down. Father God, I thank you that um, this word has not landed on dead ears, but on good soil. And we ask you for wisdom to know how to do what we just heard. In Jesus' name, we pray. You guys, thank you again for joining into my podcast. Remember to hit the support button, the subscribe button, but most of all, remember to share the word of God. This is the most important gift that we can give to anyone else. Make sure this season that you introduce someone to Jesus Christ. Um, That's the greatest gift of all. You know, if I give you a gift and you don't know God, then what have I really given you, right? The greatest gift we can give is God. Introduce someone to Jesus Christ. I'm getting ready to end it here. You guys, um, you can hit that message button on my podcast and leave a message. Um, if you have a question, um, follow me on Facebook at Pearly, uh, Martin, Pearly Martin Podcast. I have a podcast on Facebook. All my books are online at Amazon.com, uh, Walmart.com. I have a few. It's online only, okay? Um, Barnes and Nobles and a few other sites. Okay, um, you guys keep looking for the good in your day. So you can see God's goodness all throughout this wonderful, wonderful day. Um, have a blessed, 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 blessed. Remember to keep Christ in Christmas. Don't ask Christ out of Christmas. <laughs> when we take Christ out of Christmas, what's the purpose of the day? Right? Um, so remember there's no condemnation. Uh, without correction, we open ourselves up to deception. And it's, God corrects us because he loves us. And I'm so glad. Um, I thank God for the edification, exhortations, confirmations, corrections, and rebukes. I thank Him for it all. Okay? I'm getting ready to end it here. Till next time. You guys be so wonderfully, wonderfully. May the favor of God rest upon you. Um, may God's goodness and God's uh, goodness and mercy is continually following you. Um, in Jesus' name, I pray. Again, this is Arthur Burley Martin. With biblical principles for inner healing. Share this podcast. It has blessed you in any way. Okay. Bye-bye.